Welcome to Silence Your Inner Mean Girl. I'm Sandra Jarvis, a certified trauma recovery coach who specializes in helping women who have left the LDS church overcome the effects of religious harm. In this podcast, we'll explore the messages you learned at church that filled you with shame and left you believing you would never be enough so you can replace them with pure truths that prove otherwise. Ready to get started? Let's go. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. So it is four o'clock in the morning where I am. I'm sitting in my hotel room in Scottsdale, Arizona, and I wanted to just record a few thoughts before I head to the airport and head home. So I've been attending a conference called Life Coach Live, and it was put on by Brooke Castillo of the Life Coach School. Um, she's one of my mentors, and it was an inspiring conference. It was great. It was incredible. I learned a lot. I renewed a lot of my convictions and my energy around my job. And I'm just really excited to go back home and, and dive in again to helping women heal from religious trauma. And I found it really interesting this weekend as I talked to people um, and introduced myself as a coach who was working with women who have religious trauma. I was fascinated by the number of women who told me their stories and told me how, you know, how the, how the, their church had affected them. Um, it reinforced to me how important this work is. It reinforced to me how many people are suffering from religious trauma and how important it is to get tools out into the world to help people understand that they don't have to suffer, that they don't have to live their lives being ruled by their trauma. And so today I want to, first of all, I want to talk for just a minute about what religious trauma really is, define that and help you see um, what it may have looked like for you or what it may still look like for you or for another person, someone that you love. And then I want to talk just for a minute about a couple of things that I learned at the conference. And so let's start with the religious trauma piece. Religious trauma occurs when religious beliefs or practices cause an overwhelming threat or feel like an overwhelming threat to the physical or emotional or psychological safety of an individual. And so it can show up because of harm that took place while you were practicing your religion, while you were actively in your religion, but it can also happen from the psychological consequences of leaving your religion. And so that is something that's really important to know because many people have a good experience within their religion and they, you know, love going to church and they have all the feels that make them feel good, but then they come across something that causes dissonance and they feel like they can no longer attend that church and they haven't had trauma within the church, but when they decide to leave, then 
there are consequences of leaving that can cause trauma. And so either one of those can cause religious trauma. It can happen while you're actively practicing religion, or it can happen after you walk away from a religion. So some things that are common for people to experience um, are things like you often felt anxious or unworthy at church. I know for me personally, um, going to church was a, (laughs) it was, it was always a practice in extreme discipline. Like walking through the front doors of a church every Sunday caused me physical anxiety. I used to wake up every Sunday sick. I was, I would get migraines. I would be sick to my stomach. I would just feel lightheaded or dizzy. And what I realize now is that those were all symptoms of religious trauma. And it's fascinating to me. It's been three years since I walked into a church building for church. And I don't think that I have been sick a single Sunday since then. (laughs) And so, you know, feeling anxious, feeling unworthy, feeling physically ill, those are, those can all be signs of religious trauma. Um, Religious trauma also occurs when you doubt your doubts. Like that is something that is taught from the pulpit of many churches. And So you doubt your doubts until they just can't be doubted anymore, until it no longer makes sense to do that. But then there's this dissonance that comes up that tells you something's wrong with you because you were unable to continue to doubt your doubts. And that can cause religious trauma as well. People who have religious trauma often suffer from an intense feeling of guilt or shame because they left the church. And I was actually talking to a client about this the other day that she worries about having left and having disappointed her family and her parents. And that is really common for, because, because you leave because you have a reason to leave. You can no longer be subjected to the church for whatever reason. But many people still, you know, it it triggers a lot of issues in families. And it's hard to be the person who disappoints your parents. It's hard to be the person who breaks away from the family traditions, right? And so suffering from an intense feeling of guilt or shame because you left the church can be another sign of religious trauma. Um, Another thing that happens that causes religious trauma is rejection. Rejection by longtime friends and by members of your family. And that can be a really difficult and painful part of religious trauma because there's nothing you can do. If someone chooses to reject you, then that's that's their decision. And so that can be a painful experience that can cause and compound religious trauma. Um, Another thing that is common with people who experience religious trauma is that they fear 
God's judgment and they worry about whether or not they're going to measure up in the eternities, especially because they left the church. And if it's all true, the way they were taught, then it's a concern, right? Those things don't, those, those things that were taught within a fundamentalist religion don't just go away overnight for most people. And so those are all things that, you know, may have caused you trauma or symptoms that may be showing up for you with religious trauma. But what I want you to recognize is that religious trauma is real and it can cause an immense amount of anxiety or confusion or shame or anger or panic attacks or rejection or just fear. And that is completely normal. <laughs> and so just recognize that if those are things that you have experienced in connection with your religion or your, or your religious community, you are not alone and you don't have to figure it out on your own. I've got you. So the, this weekend, as I was in this conference and the conference was not about religious trauma, it was about coaching, right? But I was reminded of how powerful the tools are that I use as a coach, that I've been trained in as a coach. And I think that one of the most powerful tools and the most, I don't know, something, the most, maybe the most obvious <laughs> is exactly what this podcast is based on. It's silencing those sentences that show up in your brain that prove you're not enough. And that comes out sounding like it's a simple thing, but it can feel really hard. And so I want to just talk for a minute about that. I want to talk about those sentences in your brain. The, you know, that's what I refer to as your inner mean girl, because your inner mean girl is the negative self-talk that you have allowed and that you have probably encouraged throughout your life. Now, I want you to recognize, first of all, that your brain is literally just trying to keep you safe with all of those sentences, right? All of those things that your brain tells you um, are just the ways that the brain tries to keep you safe and tries to keep you from being harmed out in the world. And so when you're feeling guilt or shame because you walked away from the church, there's a thought behind that feeling. And it is that thought that is creating some of your trauma. It's that thought that is making you feel like you'll never be enough, that you'll never be able to heal, that you'll never be able to have peace in your life again. But that is a lie. It's a blatant lie. And I want you to recognize that you actually have a lot of power over the things that you think. Now, 
thoughts come and go. They float into our brains and we actually have the option of keeping them and believing them or of letting them go, of allowing them to just float by and not hanging on to them. And that is a powerful thing to recognize. You don't have to believe everything that shows up in your brain. And in fact, you don't have to believe anything that shows up in your brain. You get to choose what you're going to believe. You get to decide whether or not you want to believe something. And if you don't, you have the power to let it go. That is an incredible thing to know. That one piece of information can change your life. It can bring incredible peace and give you back all kinds of power. Power that was taken from you by an organization that was run by the patriarchy and doesn't probably understand you and may have been telling you a lot of lies throughout your life. (laughs) So I want you to recognize this. This is super powerful that all of those sentences in your brain, the sentences that are telling you that you're, you know, that you're, you're just not good enough and that you never will be, that you don't measure up, that you're a disappointment to your parents, that you, you know, are not worth being a friend anymore. Um, or that the, you know, the, the thoughts that tell you that you should be scared because you don't really know what your future is going to hold or that you've let go of organized religion. So now you just can't even have a relationship with God or higher power. Those are all things that are lies. Like you literally get to choose what you want to believe. You get to choose what you want to believe about your spirituality. You get to choose what you want to believe about God. You get to choose whether or not you want to have a relationship with a higher power. You get to choose whether or not you're going to entertain the guilt and the shame that is directed at you from the church culture that you've left. You get to decide whether or not your parents' disappointment actually means anything about you. And I'll just give you a hint because it doesn't. It's all about them. You are not responsible for the feelings and the thoughts of other people. You are only responsible for your own. And that is powerful. And that's what I want you to really understand. That was driven home to me again and again and again this weekend at this conference. And, you know, I am trained in multiple certifications and I have a lot of different tools that I use with my clients. But this weekend, what was driven home to me was that using this model of thoughts 
that turn into well thoughts that cause feelings and feelings drive the actions that we take and those actions are what create our lives that is powerful understanding just that is powerful because i think that whenever we've experienced trauma we want to blame all of the circumstances of our lives for the way we feel and the truth is that we don't have to do that we can choose to let it go now it's not always that easy right whenever you are experiencing trauma there are things that you know happen in your body that you have to release that you have to process that you have to get out and those are the things that i'm trained in with my trauma certifications but the place that it starts is recognizing that you have a choice and that is such a powerful realization in my own life i lived in anger and bitterness and misery for so many years because i didn't realize that i literally had the choice to let it go i had experienced religious trauma spiritual abuse sexual abuse um, physical abuse i had medical trauma i was a cancer survivor i severed my right hand <laughs> i had all of this stuff that was going on in my life and i kept looking to those things to define me and as long as i did that i was miserable i was traumatized i felt the abuse and it was literally through the work that i now do for my clients that i realized that i had a choice i did not have to live in my past i didn't have to define myself by my trauma i could choose to be happy i could choose to feel good i could also choose to allow the feelings of sadness and anger but i didn't have to dwell in those feelings i didn't have to stay there i didn't have to be stuck i could literally let those things go and find peace and that was the most powerful thing that i ever learned after leaving a church behind it can be it can be difficult it can be painful you can have family who no longer wants to be part of your life you can lose a lot of friends you know i am going through that right now and um i find it interesting that i think years ago this would have been a really traumatizing experience for me but now i see it as just part of life that i get to figure out now right i get to find new friends i get to have new people in my life who understand me and respect who i am today and 
I get to have experiences that are completely different than anything I ever experienced before. And for me, that is amazing. And so that's what I want to offer to you. I want you to recognize that. I want you to see that if you are someone who was traumatized within religion, you get to choose the sentences in your brain that are telling you you're a bad person. You get to choose to keep them or you get to choose to let them go. You get to choose whether or not you're going to create the feeling of misery with those sentences. You get to choose what actions you're going to take in your life and the results that you get from those things. And you get to decide how long it's going to take you to get through all of that because you have power over your brain. You have power over your inner mean girl. You do. And the truth is you have all the power. Religious trauma was not your fault. However, it is your responsibility to decide that you're no longer going to allow it to affect you. So if you are someone who has been affected by religious trauma, I would love to talk to you. I would love to learn more of your story and I'd love to help you figure out what it is that your inner mean girl is telling you that's keeping you stuck in that trauma. So I encourage you to click on the link in the show notes and schedule a self-talk assessment call with me where we can talk about your story, where we can dig into what's going on in your brain and where I can tell you how you can work with me. So if that's something that you're interested in, like I said, head to the show notes, click the link there to my calendar so that you can schedule a time that we can talk. I would be honored to meet you. So that is what I have for you today. I just really wanted to, you know, just remind you that you have the power. You have options. You are in control of your healing. And when you understand that, and when you take back that power, it is life-changing. All right. Have a fantastic week, everyone. And we'll talk to you again next time. Bye-bye. Thanks for tuning in to Silence Your Inner Mean Girl. If you'd like to learn more about religious trauma and adverse religious experiences, grab my free religious trauma checklist by following the link in the show notes. And if you're ready to take this work to a whole new level, schedule a complimentary self-talk assessment call with me. I'd love to chat about how coaching can help you silence your inner mean girl so you can embrace your worth and heal from religious trauma. The link to my calendar is also in the show notes. Talk to you soon.